three. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Saints Radio. And uh, we truly apologize for last week's interruption in our schedule. I don't, re we don't really know what happened. You know, I, we flew back from Brazil and got here and we're ready to go. And for some reason, the system wouldn't allow us to broadcast out. So we're really happy to be connected. Monica is doing an outdoor broadcast. She's, she's, uh, what do they call that? Um, she's on location today. It's funny because your voice just went to like triple time. Did it? Yeah. Like you were a sports commentator or something, and it's just like, like you're, like you're, you're like you were on steroids. <laughs> wow! Is it still doing it? No. Now okay. you're back to regular, regular cadence. Well, you never know about the, what the anointing is going to do. And uh, he, well, it's it's good to we we as Monica is outside. This is uh, one of those rare Texas springtime days, and it's uh, it's just lovely to be out and about. Yesterday was really nice. I don't think I made it outside yesterday, but it sure did look pretty out the window. Well, you know, it, it's, it's this strange thing about Texas is we both know next week it could be sleeting here. I mean, you just you just don't know. I hope it's not, but um, we're just grateful for whatever whatever the Lord has done in bringing this lovely weather, and um, it's great to be able to share this with all of you now we have given little snippets of uh, reports concerning the progress of the ministry in brazil uh throughout like wednesday night live and i mentioned a couple of things on sunday but i'll just say first of all thank you to all of the intercessors who were praying during the the brief time well it was it wasn't a brief time it was get in on friday morning and then leave on late on monday night so i guess that is brief <clears throat> but they that were asking very... they were asking why don't you come and stay longer and you know the the problem was staying longer someplace and again you know this as well as i do is that so often when you stay longer, you don't get anything, you don't get any more done. And, you know, about the only place that I go that I just like to stay is during our time in France. Everywhere else, I want to get back home. You know, I'm there to do the work of the Lord, but I don't, I'm not there just sitting in my Motel 6 thinking, man, this is great. I just like to stay here for a few more days. <laughs> well, France, though, has become somewhat of a second home for us. Yeah. 
it, it just feels like going home. And I, I know you probably have the same experience being away. <clears throat> I mean, for me, in the olden days, before pre-COVID, we would be away. I mean, we would come home and after a month or so, I'd start really feeling homesick. Yeah. But. Well, but the point well was for Brazil that we that we were there a brief number of days, but um, we got a lot accomplished, and the Lord allowed for a lot of meetings involving a number of pastors. Um, there there were things that were discussed that are in the works right now for the coming year. And um, I appreciate the Saints Network and how you take copious notes on the things that we say we're going to do. I'm not even going to talk about the prospect of what may be coming because a lot of it is up in the air right now. And as soon as I say this is what we want to do, some of you will be asking, okay, now when's this happening? So um, I just, um, I just, ask for you to continue to pray we're right now having the pastors some of the pastors down there investigate some venues uh, we would like to be able to rent a facility and to go down and teach for a number of days with our uh, equipment our video equipment um, that would serve a twofold purpose first of all it would be it would be done in a in a theater setting with good lighting and good acoustics, but it would also be done um, amongst the Brazilian people. They would have a, a feeling of participation and partnership, and if they're involved in something, they would also help us to distribute it. And um, so, and, and plus the event itself would give them a sense of identity with the Saints Network, would show our commitment to them in, in a very tangible way. And I feel that this is what the Lord is wanting, even though we don't have dates, we don't have um, a venue yet. There are many that we're considering, and I hope to have a, a discussion tomorrow with Luciano to get an update. In fact, I've arranged for that meeting but, you know, sometimes you arrange for meetings and you come away and you think, what was that meeting about? You know, we wanted to do this, but we didn't even come near that. So just keep praying and we'll we'll try to give you as much of a heads up as we possibly can. But for now, um, the door to Brazil, which we prophetically knew was opening, is just really just electric and um, so we need to pray that God would watch over it and that <coughs> enemy assignments would not cause any kind of disruption so that's that's where we are I mean I, I, I truly appreciate the partnership of these churches and um, it was great to have Scott and Yawali there. Um, Scott is 
making a steadfast recovery from his bout with uh, COVID. So let's keep praying for him. Uh, but thank you all for your points of agreement, and uh, we'll keep you we'll keep you posted. Is there anything you wanted us to talk about regarding that moniker, or anything that you felt? needed to be expounded upon? No, only to say that um, I was so really blessed and encouraged by the, the momentum and really the excitement of our intercessors, not just here, but all over, throughout the network, how people were just really connecting and engaged and interested. Not that that's not normal because in the past we were traveling so frequently and, and so much, so much outreach. It's, you know, it's it's kind of an interesting dynamic. It's it's made me think about, you know, how we, uh, oh, how we lay out our structure of intercession in the future. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because you don't you don't want you don't want one outreach to trump another one you don't you know and so I think going in it just made me start thinking and processing about getting back out in the field and how we because the intercession is just as important as the ministry would you agree I do and so I know that that certain people have have perhaps burden, forgive me, but particular burdens for certain places, for um, certain people groups, and, and that's real. That's a very real thing. But nonetheless, every place the Lord sends us is, is equally as significant and important. And so I say all that to say that I was just really blessed by the, the, uh, the engagement and it's like everybody was on high alert. Everybody was on overdrive and watching and hearing and, and praying. And that that just was really a great point of momentum at the beginning of this new season. Yeah. So I say all that to say thank you to everyone that just, I don't know, this is, this is a new day. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, you know, we're in it to win it. I mean, it's, it's, this is, this is our life as we go forward. And there is nothing more important than go ye and preach the gospel to the other parts of the, the earth. What all that entails. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, secondly, you know, you're talking about this theater major event <clears throat> and I don't want to put you on the spot perhaps I shouldn't ask this but are, are, what season of the year are we looking at? Or do we even know that? Are we looking well, at summer? At that's a good question and, and I, I want to say this first of all because undoubtedly people are going to be texting you right now telling you that they can't hear you 
And I oh, want to okay. I want to tell everybody that she is outside. She does not have a microphone, a microphone. She's probably talking off of her computer, and that's kind of a nebulous audio environment. So <laughs> we we understand right off that Monica's lilting voice may go in and out, but there's nothing I can do about it here. So just wanted to say that. Um, well, you know, there's a wedding coming up this year. Uh, there are several weddings. I mean, I was talking to Robert Fulton the other day. His daughter is getting married in April. I know that the Mastin's daughter is getting married, I think, in April. Isn't it in April? I don't remember. Uh, May, April, May, yeah. But um, Katie and Zach are going to get married, and um, they're still trying to figure out the the date. Now, some of you in Florida are going to say, well, we know when it is. No, we don't. We haven't put any money down anywhere. We're aiming for something, but... Until that actually happens, one of the things I've learned here is that once you say something, it's done. If you make any adjustments, people get really, really confused. So, um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep that in mind. What I'd like to do, underline like, is to do it like in the very the very early part of April or right at the end of May. Um, but a lot depends on these theaters, what their schedules are, when the down, the down season is for them, and so that we can get a quality place and, um, and we can... Um, you know, we can get it at a, at a good rate. It's not going to be cheap. But, you know, one of the, why don't we just do this at a church, some people might say. Because first, for two things. First of all, um, there's competition. If we choose one church over another, then even <laughs> though people say they are with you, they're not going to support it as much. And secondly... None of these churches have the size to accommodate (coughs) all the churches that are going to be participating. And thirdly, you've been in some of these places, and I'm not faulting any churches, but from a production standpoint, the lighting and the acoustics and the setup is sucky. And so if you're, if you're trying to produce something and you go to all the trouble to bring equipment and teams of people and you're, you're intending to send this out, quality is something that people view first. And if something's a bad quality, they don't pay as much attention to it. Now, we're not being prideful, but for all of those factors, plus the standpoint of saying, we're coming in as a saint's network. And we want, we want these people to know that we are committed and we want them to participate into something that's exciting and then really launches it out. Um, that's, not, that's not prideful. That's just common sense. And so for all those factors 
but mostly because the Lord said to do it this way. That's why we're looking at these places. So it's important that we find a, a, a really good place from so many different perspectives. But, um, but with that, we're shopping because there's several of these. Um, and um, <coughs> you want to play one off the other. And you want to compare what this one offers as opposed to this, the time and the money. And, and then, but then once that's decided, then we've got to get going with a number of other factors. We need to take a strong team of intercessors down there. And as I've said before, we've gotten away from that. It's not been by design, but I think that as we've grown in pneumaticos, so many people think, and not us, because you, you speak and I speak, but I think outside people think that if they go on a trip, they need to speak. And what we need down there right now are dozens of intercessors who will pattern intercession and will sow that into the people. They don't need to just come and hear teachings. If, if we don't show them what proscuneo is, if we don't impart that through the doing, then we're not, we're not really accomplishing what our essential calling is. So we're going to need intercessors. I've got to coordinate. Well, we've got to coordinate <coughs> teams from down there. We're going to need ushers, people to act as quote-unquote security in these venues. Um, we're going to have to put together what we need from them for worship, for the interlude times of, of worship, and make it very clear this is what we want, this is not what we want. You know, when we were down there this last time, and I, man, I shouldn't probably say anything about this, but uh, so I won't. But I asked for something in the middle of a service, and the person who came up did something totally different, and it kind of threw, it kind of threw a really big curve. And I thought, no, wait. I thought this was very clear what you were supposed to be doing, but something else happened, and it really was perplexing. We we improvised and got away got around it, but uh, it's almost like measure twice, cut once. So there, there's a lot of work that has, to, that has to happen. So I would like for this to be done earlier in the year rather than later uh, because, you know, the momentum is now. Um, but we've got, to, we've got to manage weddings and we've got to do, do this at, at a time that, is favorable to us in the scheduling down there. So, again, I mean, the optimal time to me would be, I mean, extremely early April or toward the end of May. The problem with going in the summer, and I don't mean to sound like a man of, of, of doubt, is that's their winter. And 
You know what happens in winter, usually. There are people that are, you know, getting the flu, or they're having this, or having that, and we don't want to, if God said to do it then, we do it then. But I, I just want to stay away from that. Now, granted, in, in Europe, we would go in the winter all the time, but Brazil is not Europe. <laughs> and, you know, the, the ideology of what you do to prevent the spread of things and uh, where you would get help if you needed it is absolutely different down there. <coughs> so my feeling is to stay away from that time frame. And if we wait till the fall, I mean, we've already committed to be at Cello's place for his fifth anniversary in November. We have our gathering in <coughs> September. We have um, um, probably, we don't know this, because we don't know what Brother Macron is going to do. Probably there'll be some kind of gathering in the fall in France. I don't know that, but I would think so. So, um, and then if we wait too much longer, this whole year is blown and we haven't done this thing, which I know it's imperative for us to do. So that's a long answer to your question, isn't it? <laughs> it'll be when it'll be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it was nice though, um. I went with Yawali and Luciano and Anna to view one of these theaters, and it was located in a good place, and it was just beautiful. I mean, it was well kept. It was, it was. You could tell this place was set up for concerts and Broadway <laughs> plays, and it it was really deluxe. It had a lot of area for Proscuneo. It had. A lot of area for people to, to pray. Um, it, the, the stage was huge, and you know, Cello could bring an entire worship team up there and still have a lot of room left. Uh, the lighting was good. I mean, this this it was really good. But then there was another one that Philippe found that was bigger than this place, almost a third bigger. It was of equal quality, and it was more in the center of the city. And there's a beautiful Novotel hotel, like a couple of blocks away. And, um, and the rates for that place were really good, and I thought this would be terrific <clears throat> because <clears throat> if we had this venue, it's bigger. The, um, the host hotel is an Accor Hotel, which, you know, it's Sofitel, Novotel, uh, Mercure, Ibis, all of those wonderful French places that we've stayed. And um, it's just really <coughs> walking distance. And I thought that would be so convenient to have teams from here being able to just walk from the venue to the hotel and back. That would be terrific. So, we'll see. Uh, but we're praying for wisdom and guidance. And, um, uh, and then there are two other places that they're looking at. 
it's it's just it's kind of exciting in a way. Um, it makes you really appreciate what the Binichons have done for us in France in finding these locations and um, making all those arrangements, and we just have to come and show up. But this is a different, different thing, and so. Well, that was a long answer. I don't even know if I answered what you asked. Well, you gave us a thumbnail. At least... <clears throat> the best you could. I just didn't know if you were thinking in the beginning of the year, the middle of the year, the end of the year, so... Well, I, I'd, <laughs> like, I'd like for it to be in our in our springtime um i i don't i don't really want to do something i think trying to plan it for february and that's that's not optimal for them they're still coming out of spring i'm i'm su sure that's high to high season for them down there but i don't want to rush the thing and i sure don't want to detract from our seminar in march but um we're going to need <laughs> time to prepare and time to pray which is why you know I, I'm suggesting what I suggested but we'll just see we'll see what the Lord ends up with for us but um, it, it should be it should be interesting it should be really interesting <laughs> oh my goodness but I, I, I am very grateful for having a, a, a group of pastors um, there in the Sao Paulo area. And, of course, Cabo Frio came over. We're so grateful for them. But uh, it, was, uh, it was an exciting time. So we continue to pray. We, we saints, we've got a lot of work to do. I mean, this year of breakthrough, uh, it's, it feels so different. And it's not just because we've had the COVID shutdown. I mean, we've stayed active. But just the, the feel of where we are is exciting. Yeah, I, I'm still baffled by the election result down there. You sent me a, an amazing geopolitical graphic yesterday about how that Bolsonaro won just about all of the all of the regions except for one that is noted to be the most corrupt in yeah. the nation and there was a landslide for Lula there um, kind of reminds me of what happened in the most recent presidential election here I don't need to. I don't need to keep going over that. But <laughs> it's just some fishy stuff that went on. Denier, denier. No, I'm just stating <coughs> the fact. So I don't know what that means for. You know, the first thing is, God has it all in control. He knows 
he knows what's going on and um, none of this takes him by surprise and and this could be that the darkness and the gross darkness that are existent in the world when God's light shines that I like the shining part I love the shining part especially that it's upon us I don't like the darkness and the gross darkness part. That disgusts me. We want to change that. We want to keep the darkness and the gross darkness sequestered off somewhere else. And um, it doesn't seem to be happening very well, does it? Here in our country, I'm still astounded by the nonsense that I hear progressive ideologies say. And it's just so disgusting. I mean, to me, I think... That don't make no sense, no how. It's demonic. It's wicked. It's just idiotic. And um, who in their right mind would want that? But there are people who ardently are wanting these things. You know, you think about some of the things that our country, and this same thing is happening in Brazil, that our country is entertaining right now. There are major political battles right now over whether children can bypass their parents and have gender-altering invasions into their body, either through drugs or surgeries. Who would even imagine such a thing? But yet, it's happening. There are big battles right now across the country uh, over these elementary school settings where drag queens are set up to address these little kids and read books and to do dances and to who would think of such a thing i mean who who would think that that is right even the supreme court arguments right now i was researching this a little bit hearing some of the arguments about and this may trigger some of you, so just brace yourself, about University of North Carolina and Harvard and their admittance policies and how that um, there were lawsuits brought against them because they were restricting great swaths of qualified students because of their race. And particularly the Harvard thing was defending Asian students. The North Carolina thing was defending lots of different um, ethnic groups and the prevailing theme was that this is America and I, I know that there had to be equal opportunity and things in the 60s and 70s but I think to me we're we're past that now and um, I remember when uh, the Obama administration was putting quotas on people who were being uh, hired to be air traffic controllers. And the the great argument that went on about how that they were more concerned about the color of a person's skin rather than whether they were absolutely skilled to do that very important job. And, And I thought, who, who, who cares what color the person in the in the tower is? You care about them being able to manage traffic over the airport 
and getting us to be able to land and take off safely. But but that's just one factor. These these other things are just demonic in nature. And I think the darkness is here. The gross darkness is everywhere. Even like in my state, my home state. Well, actually, Texas is my home state. But the land of my upbringing, Pennsylvania, I'm just stunned that anybody in their right mind would be voting for the guy that's running for Senate whose name is Fetterman. I, you look at his track record, you look at what he stood for, you look at the fact that he can't say a sentence now without some f- form of debilitating communication disorder, and, and you think, why is this even being contemplated? And I was grateful that the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette came out, yeah, and that's a union rag. That, that paper, from the time I was a kid, is so far left-leaning. I was stunned that they came out in favor of Mehmet Oz. But, but I guess, guess I'm just saying that this is a time where right is called wrong, and wrong is adamantly called right. And the Bible warns about that kind of thing. The Bible warns against uh, when the righteous rule and when the righteous don't rule. And you see this happening in Brazil. You see, you know, I was talking to a couple of pastors and they were saying, this presidential election has split families and has it tried to split just about all their churches. And I, I'm thinking, what's so confusing about this? Let's see. You've got a candidate who is pro-Christianity, pro-church, believes in the, the doctrine of being born again through Christ, who's standing against some of the most heinous progressive ideologies, who is standing against the communist attempt to take over the country. And on the other hand, you got a guy who is corrupt. He was put in jail for it, sprung through some measure, who, uh, who is in bed with China, who is touting all of these progressive ideologies. What's what's the confusion here but you can see that people are this spirit the spirit of this world is just horrific and then you hear about the ways that the enemy is corrupting i mean just openly doctrines of devils we talked a couple of years ago and warned about the progressive ideologies through richard rohr and a number of other teachings, and I don't need to go back through there, but you can see how the demonic realm is trying to permeate the church. You also see actively in Central and South America open communication between the demonic hierarchy and people, open recruitment from those beings and people following it. 
Then you also see, which we discovered this time, very painfully, that the enemy is sending missionaries throughout the country, uh, recruiting people through pharmakeia, which the Bible warns about in Revelation, that's sorcery, opening themselves up into the spirit realm. You've got those things and probably many more that are going on actively. We talk about the saints needing to work for the night is coming and to raise up the army of the Lord and to guard ourselves and to be faithful in what we're doing. Well, the enemy, on the other hand, is politically, religiously, um, in in, uh, the spirit realm, in so many ways, he is not only active, but just, dare I say, hell-bent at this time. So, uh, I'm, I'm sure that our desire is from the Father. It's our desire is 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 as part of what he's doing in this time frame. But we may not recognize all these other things that are going on. But those. Those things are in reaction to what the Spirit of the Lord is wanting to do, and we've got to take this, uh, to say seriously would be an understatement. Okay, I'm done. How's your right ear? Is it open? Be open. Uh, Everybody across the network say, Ephrathah. You got to say, if you're going to say it in Aramaic, you got to add double spit in your mouth. Ephrathah. Remember that's what Jesus said to the guy with his ear? If I was there, I'd spit and get some mud and stick it in there. Wouldn't that be something? That would be a new adventure for you. I think that that's, a, I think that's definitely something we should do. <laughs> well, you know, today is November the 1st, and I'm so thankful that today is November the 1st. I woke up this morning and realized it was the 1st. And not that I don't love October, but, and it was a wonderful, it really was a miraculous But I'm thankful for this first day of this meeting. And I'm, I don't know. I just, I, I know that the Lord is faithful to his promise. And I know that his people are standing on behalf of what he has promised and believing for breakthrough. And I say it starts in my ear. <laughs> I do have a testimony. Tell it, sister. Uh, let me tell you, my te- can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Um, at the beginning of October, you know, October was what it was, and we we talked a lot about it from a prophetic standpoint about it being uh, a, a, a historically somewhat of a challenging month. And yet we were believing this year for just really breakthrough. And uh, and I hope that, that the Saints do have a network and have testimonies. Um, but at the beginning of the month, we had a prayer No, no, it was mid. It was mid-month when we began the sealing. 
And I had shared with the ancestors that near the beginning of the month, I had had a health report that was disarming, a little bit alarming. And and like two days later, the Lord brought breakthrough and it, it came back to pay. And, I was and so I, I gave testimony about that. I said, that's the very beginning of this month. And I'm so thankful for that. And then at the end of this month, on October 31st, I was, which was yesterday, I was actually scheduled to be in, in a trial in a lawsuit that I was involved in. I was being sued. And it's been something that has been weighing on me for three years. I've been praying, asking the Lord to resolve it, to resolve it, for his justice to be done. <clears throat> but at the same time, it just kept going on and on and on. And once she 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 pretty much depleted the insurance company's offer, she started going at me. And so it just is it's just something that's a little unsettling. Because you want the Lord, you want his, you know, you of course want his justice, but at the same time, um, I just wanted it to be resolved in the way that he would have it resolved for both parties. Anyway, the trial was scheduled for yesterday. It was supposed to be a church. And, you know, the Lord has a sense of humor because last Monday he had to schedule for your duty and I had to go and sit for the whole day at the beginning phases of murder and those things are just talk about being unsettling i mean it's just an unsettling scenario to be able you know to be called upon to not only sit through a trial but also determine the outcome and determine the penalty or the uh, the, the punishment well thankfully by the grace of god i got released but it kind of left the taste in my mouth for oh my gosh i'm gonna have to sit in this courtroom in one week, and even though it wasn't murder, thank God, um, it's still unsettling. So I just kept asking the Lord, Father, you promised this month you were going to bring breakthrough, and you were going to ask you to resolve this. And sure enough, two days before the trial, I heard from my lawyer, and they said, Wow. So I, yesterday, I did not have to go, and, uh, I'm just, I know that that was the Lord. And I know that that was the fulfillment of his promise and he would resolve it. And, you know, it wasn't life or death, but it was something that bothered me. Yeah, of course. So, yeah. Well, praise, we praise so, the Lord for that. That's terrific. I was very thankful for that. I mean, when, when they called and actually I called them and on Friday and because I didn't know where I was supposed to go on Monday yesterday and she said oh we just settled that oh. and I just felt this load just like just lift off of me wow and I began to praise the Lord because I didn't want I didn't want to go through that no of course not no. of course not well that that's wonderful of all things, a court case on October 31st. I know, right? Well, I, that is good news. That is really good news. Um, I think so. It's very know, personal. And I, I, when I was sharing that night, I normally wouldn't share things like that because 
you know, it's a personal, it's a personal thing, but I just felt like the Lord wanted to use it. And I had, after I shared that, that Wednesday night, I had like five people reach out to me in, a te in text messages that night saying, thank you so much for sharing that. That really encourages me because I'm dealing with this or because, you know, I'm believing for this. And, you know, sometimes the Lord really wants our transparency because it, it, it encourages others to know that we're all walking through this together. And then I've had people the last couple of days text me and say, oh my gosh, you know, what, what's happening? And I was able to tell them it's settled. Wow. So. Well, you know, I, I was thinking yesterday, I hadn't heard anything, so I assumed that this had been gone. It wasn't going to happen. But I was praying yesterday um, that, and I knew you were not feeling well, too. Um, but I assumed that since you were were talking to me and you <laughs> about your illness, that somehow the case wasn't going. But I, I was thinking about that old Don Henley song, Get Over It. <laughs> And it, you know, it, it, one of the verses says, you, you say you haven't been the same since you had your little crash, but you might feel better if they gave you some cash. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, that that song, you know, it's one of the songs I miss from our hymnal. You know, I wish I wish we could sing that. You know, he, I pulled up the lyrics. He, he says, uh, it's like going to confession every time I hear you speak. You're making the absolute most of your losing streak. Some some say you're sick, but I call it weak. You drag around like a ball and chain. Wallow in the guilt, wallow in the pain. Wave it like a flag, wear it like a crown. Get your mind in the gutter, bringing everybody down. Complaining about the present, blame it on the past. I'd like to find your inner child. <laughs> I won't say the rest of the words. <laughs> get over it I think yeah. even I think didn't Morningstar do a version of that I think they did Rick Joyner preached that sermon about get over it but anyway <laughs> I think they probably did they plagiarized the Beatles and a couple of other people Leonard did but um, I say all that to say <clears throat> I'm grateful that the Lord we all share that victory with you that the Lord delivered you from that because that was ridiculous. <laughs> that, that was, that was, that, that was just it really was. terrible. It really was ridiculous. And I, I can't, I had so many phone calls with the lawyer and with the paralegals <clears throat> just detailing the event and all of that. And, and the thing about it is, is that of course, I was a party to this accident, and of course, I was partly to blame. I don't know how fast she was going, and it doesn't matter, but she had to be going fast. But that's not <clears throat> the point. But the thought of actually causing any harm to her, that grieved me. I mean, I, I that I carried, and that's why when I prayed, Lord, I want her to be taken care of, but justly so. So they would send me all these medical reports of all of her tests and her for injuries, but nothing ever added up because it was it was always she injured her shoulder, but it's already on top 
of a past injury that she's not been able to work for. for from. And and so, you know, at some point, it's like, okay, I'm not the judge here. I, you know, I, I want, I just want the Lord's justice to be done, and but I don't want. I don't want to be blamed for something. Right. But that, that that's up to the Lord. He is the judge and jury. I just want to give him thanks and praise yes. because he heard, I know he heard my prayer and I know that he took care of it. And it's just praising me that he took care of it at the end of this month. And so. That is a I'm miracle. Just, that is. And I know that other people have testimonies too. <clears throat> oh. Well, I think I think that's a that's an encouragement to everybody that God resolved that for you, and um, hopefully those who are in the middle of something right now will recognize that no matter what it looks like, God is with you, and it it shall be well. It yes. shall be well. Um, I, uh, you know, in, in fact, I don't know what you may be facing. Uh, is you know, we're speaking to the Saints Network. I, I know that this morning I was privileged to, as as always, every week, to connect with uh, the Benichons. And um, there I was in agreement with Sylvie concerning the fact that her back is, is now giving her problems again. No. And, um, and I think that all of us, wherever you may be, let's just agree at this moment that the Spirit of the Lord is coming upon Sylvie's body and is correcting that point of dysfunction, inflammation in her sacroiliac joint and in the way that affects so much of your back, that there would be freedom. And we thank the Lord that during their move, she was preserved from all of that. That's a miracle in itself. But we need uh, a resolution here quickly, a solution, and a total resolution. And I don't know what you may be facing. You know, I know, Monica, it's time for you You've been, you've been part of this, and I, I, I know I could get in trouble for saying this, but part of this is prophetic concerning the promises that God has given to you. The enemy is attacking. Uh, I don't like that. I'm not giving him the credence to do it, but uh, I speak over you that as this year comes to its conclusion that you will not only have the r r restoration of the full function of your ankle and your 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 feet and your legs and every other part of you uh, and that this respiratory attack that's come against you would be resolved and taken away and that in all seriousness that the whatever's plugging up your ear would would be resolved now and uh, that health and life would be yours and I speak that over all of the saints yes. whatever you're facing right now that yes. there would be um, that there would be the visitation of the Spirit at this very moment, and that from this point, you, with every passing hour, are better and better 
and better. It's time. It, it's time. Yes. Uh, I, I give thanks to the Lord for the many of the afflictions <laughs> of the righteous in my life that God is delivering me out of every one of them. Um, you know, I, I just, I'm so thankful to the Lord. It's, it's, it, and again, I'm not looking for excuses. I used to hate hearing testimony services where people would get up and they would talk about how they were suffering for Jesus. And, you know, they, you know, the devil's been after me all week, bless his holy name, you know, those kinds of things. And when I knew, and I'm not being judgmental, this was just a kid. Kids are very candid. They observe things. <coughs> I thought, well, why is the enemy coming against you? I mean, <laughs> you don't, uh, we don't see you half the time. I'm, I don't even know what you're doing for the kingdom. This was a kid saying that. But the Apostle Paul talked about those who had responsibility for bringing the mysteries of the Lord into reality and the abundance of dreams and visions and revelations and that attack of the, uh, the thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet. And God's saying, my grace is sufficient for you. Um, I, I see that principle as well. And, you know, we don't want to entertain that all the time because it's not always the issue of the enemy coming against a person. It could just be a need for healing or some some scenario in the body that needs either a therapie or a, uh, a, a grace remedy. And um, I, just, um, I, I just believe, though, that there are many of you, with all that being said, that are facing things right now that are aimed at taking you out of dumbing you down, of weakening you to where you stop wanting to do the work of the Lord. And uh, we have to stay focused on what our identity is in God, what he has called us to do, what the purpose that we know right now we should be. How many times over the years have we seen people who get sideways with the Lord because they know what God wants them to do, but because they don't have the whole picture and their ego isn't being gratified, they just shut down. Well, I don't have an opening. Oh, I don't have this. Well, you're not ready for that opening yet. Did you ever think that God may be preparing you right now and honing your capacity <laughs> to believe and know him? And what you do right now will, will di dictate whether you will be of service to God when that opening time comes. But yet, over the years, we've seen people just shut down because they, I don't have an opening. You know, you're, yeah, da, 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 da. It just, you just feel like, I, I got to get out this Don Henley hymn again, you know, and start, start, start singing it. Maybe Katie can put this to some pneumaticos melody, and she and Zach can sing it. Get over it. We're moving forward. But for you, Monica, I've got you on the big screen here in the high and holy booth. You look like you look like the fifty foot prophet here in the in the room here. There was probably a movie yesterday on on Taylor Classic Movies that had that the fifty foot prophet, the attack of the fifty foot prophet woman. Um, playing after the. Yeah, may you be well. What's coming? Ah, thank you. And uh, may all of you be well. 
and let's let's continue to pray for one another. You know, it was really strange. You you called this month of the seal prophetically, and we were praying. And the weird thing was is that God gave us so many fresh revelation, Rhema revelation about the application of Sila through this month. It was it was glorious. You know, I was down there all day on Saturday at Luciano and Anna's church. I wasn't intending to do this, but every one of the services we talked about Sila from new perspectives. Really? Yeah. And Sunday morning, I spoke about Jonathan and his armor bearer who went through that valley of, of Selah with the two Selah mountains on either side, one being the brightness and the shining, the other being thorns and challenges. And, you know, when you're in the valley of the Selah, which mountain are you looking to? And if you get through, after you get through, God will give you the strategy. But you've got to get through. That was a powerful time. So your word about the Sela and our praying about it bore a great dividend down there. But I think it's indicative of what all of us have been facing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I definitely know that the Lord is, is teaching us in a deeper way how to function this year. <clears throat> to know that it is part of our life, you know, it is, it is a lifestyle and standing on behalf of his promise no matter how things appear amen no matter how yeah i was going to read this morning you know i read oswald chambers that's my my daily devotional and this morning i read it and i'm just going to read a little bit out of it just by what you were talking about with the get over it but he says um, it is often heartbreak trials and struggling that opens the doorway to the true fellowship with god and his son most of us collapse at the first grip of pain. We sit down at the door of God's purpose and enter a slow death of self-pity, desiring Christian sympathy of others to help us to our deathbed. <laughs> but not God. But not God. He comes with the grip of the pierced hand of his son and says, enter into fellowship with me, arise and shine. If God can accomplish his purposes in this world through a broken heart, then why do we not thank him for breaking Wow. That, that is really so, such a beautiful way to express it. Isn't that great? <laughs> well, here, here yeah. you are quoting Oswald Chambers, and I'm quoting the Eagles. I don't know what to say <laughs> about that. Well, both saints. Yeah. Somehow. Hey, first Saturday is this weekend. Don't forget. Yeah, it is. First Saturday. That's a good uh, reminder. What will be our target? Well, I think that um, we have come into this month of November, which is a revelation, isn't it? And yeah. we need to really present ourselves and commit ourselves that um, we're going forward. And, and I, so you just know that that's going to be the directive. We'll be sending that out here soon. But let's pray on this Saturday. Hey, I wanted to make an announcement. We were talking about this in the uh, 
precursor to the broadcast, the Olive Tree app has a tremendous sale going on right now. Today. Today. And for those of you who've been saving up your pennies to purchase the King James with Strong's, I know what a great financial investment that is for you. It's on sale for $9.99 today. So if you don't have it, get it. There's also a free audio of the King James in for the New Testament that's available. Where is that? Go on to their sale, go through their audio file, and scroll down. And you'll see it says free. Download it. I've been listening to the King James today on the way in. I, I chose, I wanted to hear Romans 8, and this really uh, well-spoken British man was reading this scripture. It could have sounded, I don't know who Oswald Chambers sounded like, but it, it could have been him. I mean, it, it could have been him reading that. So um, let's, uh, let's check that out. Now, don't wait all week. I am not their representative. This is a scaled sale. But today is the cheapest rate you're going to get. Tomorrow it's going up. So if you've not gotten that King James with Strong's, do it. If you want that free audio New Testament, do it. It's, um, it'll, it'll bless you. Amen. Amen. All right. Who, well, does the, who does the audio New Testament? I, I don't know who the guy is. I, he's an unnamed Brit. But it's it, the name of it is just Audio New Testament. Well, it's let me let me pull it up here. Um, I don't know, don't know where it is now. I like to listen to that when I'm in my car. Okay, it's the King James Version New Testament KJV Audio Bible. That's exactly what I'm reading off the screen. King James Version. And you, you, you look it up with uh, under audio. Let's, let's hear what this guy says. For my brethren, my kinsmen according to the flesh, who are Israelites, to whom pertaineth the adoption, and the glory, and the covenants, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. Isn't that great? That's great. That, that could be the Apostle Paul reading. We all know he had a British accent. He he wrote <coughs> the most of the New Testament in King James English. So it could have just been him. It could be Oswald Chamber. It could be your old old uncle, Bob's your uncle. I mean, who knows? But it's free, so get it. How can you beat free? You can't. Well, thank you for joining with us from that beautiful room you're sitting in. And um, Monica, I appreciate it. And all of you who tuned in, God bless you. Keep posted. Same bat time, same bat channel next week. Uh, but between now and then, maybe we'll have a, a date for uh, some of the things that will be going on in Brazil. And uh, we'll let you know as soon as we do. Anything further? No. Have a great day. Yeah. God bless you all. 
and we'll we'll talk to you again soon. Now I said we've stopped streaming.